What is going on, everybody? Casey here, Virginia Game Day, checking in with another episode of the podcast. This is an instant reaction after Virginia beat Wake Forest 49-47 at home. Huge win for our boys. Uh, Vicky, my wife, is with me. Hey, guys. It's been a while. Probably like 50 episodes since you've appeared on Virginia Game Day airwaves this is true but it's such an important important game and and win and fun and we did it we're at it together i had to have yawn to someone to bounce some stuff off with yeah. today and in complete honesty we did this already once he's not kidding but i'm an idiot i didn't have it recording <laughs> and if there's any podcasters or youtubers or whatever out there it's happened you know what it feels like it's happened to me once before where i did an interview with somebody a couple of years ago and I was like, oh, shit, bro. I didn't have this recording. Can we do this all over again? Embarrassing. At least it was only at least it was only you this time, hon. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> at least I live with you. Yeah. So huge win for UVA. Crazy. Because the first Saturday game, and I don't even know how long. Yeah. Sat- December, December 2nd was the last home ACC game for the Who's. So... It was a real opportunity for like tailgaters and like it kind of felt like a football Saturday, you know? Yeah. Noon game. Well, you get a different crowd. Right. On oh. a Saturday game. Yeah. There was like a little bit more of the casual fan out there, you know? The dude next to me was like, Are they always this bad at free throws? I'm like, Not this bad, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, even the student section, we noticed, right? That uh, yeah. UVA always does a raffle for the actual student section, but. Way different when it's like a Monday night or a Tuesday night because you know studious ones, right? I went to UVA, so as a you know, some of us uh, you know studious kids want to be in the library or writing our research papers. I'm not going to a game that ends at nine ten o'clock at night. Um, but no, I mean, I, I say that jokingly, but it was really really cool because like there are so many UVA you know students there, and they like took over like an entire top section. Right, like it was great. on at the Pittsburgh game, I remember looking up and seeing like a, a whole section that was like the top ten or fifteen rows were just completely empty. It might be three oh like three eleven or three fifteen somewhere, mm-hmm. but like a huge section of just like no one in any of the rows. Right, but today, right. all those were filled with students. We were up there ourselves, getting like a bird's eye view, and the students kept just coming up. I don't think they were cared about assigned seating. Because we certainly rolling didn't. In. Just rolling in, sitting wherever, and it was kind of a free for all. Pretty freaking cool. Uh, Fourteen thousand. Wow. A sellout. Wow. It felt that way. It did. It wasn't like the craziest atmosphere of any college basketball game ever. Yeah. It was like it just looked fuller than it usually does. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think even at tip, there were a lot of people there. Like it was a good vibe. Oh yeah, the, the, the parking was packed. Was, oh, yeah, they changed the shuttles up. Changed the right? shuttles up on us. It was at Darden instead of at the intramural yeah. field. But we noticed that it was like a really good day for UVA Yo. sports, right? Because Breach. I mean, even the intramural lot where we usually park. So there were some kind of intramural games going on, and then like a tournament or something. Yeah, and then Clockner had something. Had lacrosse against Baseball. Princeton. Yep, and then UVA. So that yeah. whole little section there was buzzing. Shout out UVA baseball underway, two and zero. We'll talk about that a little bit at the end, but we got to talk about this basketball game, man. Yeah, all the casuals out there on, like I saw a national account mm-hmm. post the score with like you know Virginia forty nine, Wake Forest forty seven, 
And of course, in the comment section, it's like, oh, <laughs> really exciting game. Oh, is that how they sound? You know, <laughs> it's like when, you know, Texas Tech National Championship. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, this is going to be the worst low scoring game. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. My friends, not my friends from UVA, obviously, but my coworkers, my friends were like, how could you even watch this team? I watched them in the final four. I'm like, like, bro. What you guys, what you guys well, know? All right. There's a couple of headlines that, that we got to get to. Let's okay. start with this. Speaking okay. of the attendance. Yes. Kihei in attendance. Trey Murphy in attendance. Oh, I was so excited to see them. Yo, super fun. You, you went to, and I'm not blaming you. Uh, again, going back to the fact that not everybody goes out on a weeknight. Mm -hmm. I think it was Tuesday night. Um, to watch UVA game. Uh, it, I think it was on Virginia game day Instagram that I saw that Kihei that day was working out with yep. the team. Getting some practice reps in. Yeah, and I was like, huh, I bet he's going to go to the game tonight if he's in town. And I I didn't want to go because it was late and we had work the next day. But I definitely was like, I can't believe you're going and Kihei's going to be there and I'm going to miss it. And I'm happy that he was able to come to a second game because yeah. this he was at the Pittsburgh game. And, you know, all the Kihei haters would be like, oh, it's because Kihei was there that we lost, broke our eight-game win streak, you know, messed up the juju. Mm -hmm. Whatever. He was at this game, too. And, and they won. And we beat Wake Forest. Trey Murphy was there also. Who was that, Who was that other guy that was there? Rick Carlisle. Okay. UVA legend, probably more of an NBA coaching legend now than than a UVA legend. Yeah. But back to the Kihei thing for a second. Yeah. The younger, there's like a, I noticed like maybe the younger generation doesn't appreciate Kihei as much. As because maybe, I do. Yeah. Like, won a national championship for the squad. Right. Maybe they, you know, weren't watching as intently then. And they just remember, you know, the, the bad pass against Furman or whatever. Yeah. But well, I mean, it's, I think it's a little, it's reasonable, right? Because if you're in high school, like sometimes you don't have allegiance to a team. Until you're there. Like, until you, yeah. yeah, until you're going to the school. Until, so, or until you marry into it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've passed on my sickness to you. Yeah. But I mean, Kihei, absolute legend. We were looking at the retired numbers today and I'm like, DeAndre probably won't get his number retired because he was only there two years. Maybe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking like the best candidates would be Kyle, Ty, or Kihei. Right. As guys who would get their numbers retired, right. number retired next. And he was, he's there, he's being supportive. Um, I think you say some people when they come back. Yeah. Like we were watching Kihei and he was, you know, doing the shot clock violation celebration, clapping, getting into it. I'm like, yo, this is my guy. He, he loves this school. Yeah. He's like into it, into it. Uh, Kaimora Johnson also, she was on the Jumbotron doing the, the celebration, the Selly. And the girls are on a two-game win streak. Tomorrow, they'll be, well, you guys will probably hear this Saturday night or Sunday. Yeah. On Sunday, February 18th, they'll be playing Syracuse at two. They won two games in a row. You know, Sam Brunel, uh, Mo, Olivia, they're all playing really well. Local girls lighting it up. And uh, so get out there and see that game tomorrow. They're doing, they're, I saw on Instagram, they're doing authentic jerseys for sale at the team store. Wow. For like $25. I, I know. I want to like go That's and really cool. go check it out, buy some. That's awesome. And get one for the dog. Authentic jersey for Shay. Ball? Yeah, she could hoop. <laughs> uh, yeah, so shout out to them. 
Uh, all right, so that was one one headline from this game. Another headline is all my statisticians out there. Mm-hmm. Has anyone ever started out zero of ten in the ACC from the free throw line in the history of the world? <laughs> in they the missed, history of the world, they I missed the... ten free throws in a row. It was it was agonizing in a way that's different. So like you and I talked about the fact that like, yes, when it's a Saturday noon game, you know, you bring your kids out, like a little bit more of the casual fans coming out. Right. Mm -hmm. You and I watch them every game. Yeah. It's not a new thing. Right. So it's not a new thing that they're bad at free throws to the point where we make fun of them. Yeah. We comment on it constantly that they're bad at free throws. Yep. But today it was on Full, full display display and i thought today was going to be the day where it bite, bit them in their ass like yeah like it was feeling like <laughs> i'm like at some point i've written down in my notes before like rebounding defensive rebounding and free throws are finally going to come back to bite them in the ass and then like okay they they figure out a game i remember clemson being one of them like mm-hmm. oh it's going to be the reason today it almost happened um so let me go through some of the second half stuff while we're on the subject of free throws okay okay I'll go. I'll play this last, you know, nine minutes of the game out as as best I can. So Reese has that dunk that puts us up seven. That's our biggest lead of the game. Yeah, right in front of Kihei and Trey. That was like the steal. Steal. Okay. It's on Instagram on UVA, uh, UVA's Instagram. Oh yeah, with beautiful slow mo. Yep. And Dante and and the point guard Miller from Wake are jawing at each other. It's like the high point of the game mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. We made a run. We're up seven. Boom. Energy's good. Energy's good. They flip it on us, okay? Cut it to five, then they cut it to two, and then we start missing free throws. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Yeah, Blake missed two, and Jordan missed two, okay? So we're still up two. A lot of time passes. We go up four. They hit a three. Now we're up one. Isaac hits a three. Now we're back up four. Then... We have the time where we just missed three putbacks in a row. So <laughs> not totally unrelated to free throws, but we missed three putbacks in a row. I was like, damn, we really could have used that two points there. Well, yeah, because at that point it's like, oh, if we if we, we get just two stretch more points, then like, if we stretch it from four to six, like with three, two and a half minutes left, we'll be solid. Yeah. I remember I remember you saying that. Yeah. I'm like, look at the clock right now. It's two twenty-three left. We need a bucket here. And then you said that, and then I'm watching them try to like lay up and then the put rebound, back. miss layup, rebound, miss layup, rebound, miss layup. Somebody's gotta get it in. Yeah. No, no, no. But off of those misses, they come down and hit quick. Uh, Hildreth got to the bucket on a layup with like four seconds. It was like right down, four seconds. Now it's a two-point lead. Yeah. Then Reese makes a play, floats it up to Ryan Dunn on the oop. Mm-hmm. Ryan misses the layup, but Blake gets the offensive board, puts it right back in. Boom, and one. Up four, about to go up five with the free throw. Okay? okay. Blake misses the free throw. Still up four, but Ryan gets the offensive board uh-huh. off the missed free throw. Yes. And he gets fouled. Yes. Okay. So now Ryan Dunn goes to the free throw line with a one and one. Yep. But he misses that free throw. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't, I don't know if we're keeping track here, but we have chances to, to go up more and more and more. Not able to do it. So Ryan misses the front end of the one and one. Back to Wake Forest. Wake Forest misses the three. Rody block, we get the board, boom. Reese gets the board, feeling good. 
up four with 16 seconds left. Reese gets fouled, of course, because they got a way for us, got a foul, you know, only yep. 16 seconds left. Reese misses a uh, front end of the one on one. Okay. So now Wake Forest has the ball, working it around. They hit a three. Oh. So now that four point leads down to one. We had so many chances to make this four point lead. That three, five, six, that three hurt. That three, that three is like, oh shit, we're about to lose this game. Yeah. I think you said that. Like- uh, so now it's 48 47. We inbound the ball to Isaac. Finally, like, okay, I feel comfortable with Isaac shooting these free throws. And then Isaac goes to the free throw line. He misses his first free throw. So now we've missed 10 in a row. Agonizing. 10, the first 10 free throws. And uh, with all the one and ones, you it know, could have been, we, we yeah. could have, like, we left a lot of meat on the bone. Uh, finally, Isaac makes the second. Now we're up 49 47. They, fly down we're able to get a really good defensive stop and they shot a two thankfully instead of shooting a three because i was like oh they're gonna go for the win here yeah they didn't ryan dunn has a really nice you know hand up making it a tough shot for hildreth thank god that (laughs) they didn't have eight seconds instead of six seconds right because they got the board that off that miss yeah wake forest got that offensive rebound they just ran out of time yeah that game would have been going overtime had the clock not run out i i thought we were gonna go to overtime they were scrambling for sure credit to virginia for you know ryan especially for for making that play it was like you know braxton and the you know it was a huge d big stop when when needed yeah um can i just say go baby listening to you do that recap was like experiencing it all over again and it's it was so painful to watch. I didn't feel comfortable throughout this entire game. I wasn't like Yeah. Feeling good. Yeah. The best I got was when we were up seven, but I it was like kind of that weird UVA feeling the entire time. Like the crowd was just shocked, but like you would hear the uh at the end of every miss. And I just felt so I felt bad for them, but I also felt bad for me. Yeah, there was a time in between, I think it was Ryan Dunn's like free throws or Jordan's. I don't know who it was, but it was like we had missed missed the front of the two mm-hmm. front of the pair of free throws, and we missed a bunch already. And like there was like p- encouragement coming from the crowd, yes. like like, oh come on, let's let's get this second free throw. Yeah. And they still missed. Maybe it was the crowd encouraging me, but I really, I really, really thought that Ryan Dunn because he's always that guy. Like when the game's kind of going awry, like he comes in with a really big block or he's the momentum guy. He's the momentum guy, like a shift in the momentum, a change in the atmosphere, whatever that was. And I was just kind of hoping someone would be like, put the team on their back. Be like, you know what? We're not missing free throws anymore. Yeah, Isaac is that guy. He did it against uh, Florida state. Yeah. He was able to hit some clutch free throws at the end when nobody could. Right. Uh, we, and we haven't talked since that game, I don't think, but Isaac, some real clutch free throws then if Isaac doesn't make that one free throw at the end and they get a chance to hit a two to win the game. Oh my God. But crazy. yeah, really crazy. Thank, thankfully he was, got to the line at the end. But before that, like Blake Buchanan missed three free throws first year, you know, nerve wracking situation, Jordan minor, you know, not the dude you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he, he can hit some free throws every now and again, but uh, Ryan Dunn struggled 50% for his career. It's been so bad with the free throw shooting. I feel like it's going to flip completely. 
it's well, gotta it it needs to well okay so if we're at the bottom let's say there's there's only one place to go there's 362 division one basketball teams and we're ranked 350th in free throw shooting right now there's okay. no there's no high major team worse of all the high majors uh, power conferences we are far and away the worst the, the next one would be Rutgers, ironically it can only get better yep yeah the only places up a lot of it is luck because they're not i mean they're division one basketball players they can shoot they, they, they can shoot free throws yeah. a lot of it's upstairs yeah you know so much of it's upstairs like and it's it, it compounds right like like where it's just not it's not just us like sitting here talking like sure fans say whatever the fuck we want but like they know oh and they're o of eight yeah they know yeah they know they know that it's they haven't made one yet right you couldn't miss 10 if they tried that again it wouldn't it wouldn't happen just law of averaging right so i feel like luck's got to flip we're gonna have some i think we're gonna have some good free throw shooting games down the road i think we need to we need to because like you said when these big games we have a big schedule coming up at virginia tech home versus unc at duke acc tournament hopefully the um the big dance big games in yeah. the big dance the free throws gotta gotta improve and just the offense in general when those when postseason comes yeah the offense needs to be at a place where you can score points and right now uh we've had issues now and again doing yeah. that so when everything's going good yeah we can beat anyone right now, uh, we won but it, we won it's mostly on defense the, on the back of our defense yeah, yeah. If you're looking at the numbers, held them to 47 points. Wake Forest is a top 40 offensive team. Mm-hmm. Like to hold them to 47 points, huge. And you see it in the efficiency rankings. With Ken Palm, we jumped up like in back into the top 10 in defensive efficiency because of the work we did on defense against Wake Forest. Uh, you saw the trouble that we had against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, from three, they were shooting their lights out. We held Wake Forest to five of 21. 23 20 24% uh we had 13 blocks so defense really stepped up did their did the damn thing today the the offense and free throw shooting is going to improve i can feel it <laughs> we're due just based on like being due yeah and uh the law of averages like you said so what does a win mean overall right cuz do you think that this was a must win okay so it was, it's really big win because it's feasible that we lost four in a row. Like Pittsburgh, we lost. Then we have a home against a Wake Forest team that's 27th in Ken Palm going into that game. Yeah. And to give you an idea of how what that means, we're 52nd. Yeah. So it's like almost... They're, they're almost twice, twice as good. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's a game that we could have lost. We won by two. You, you saw it. Yep. At Virginia Tech on Monday, quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. rivalry game at their place we have whatever you want to say about virginia tech yeah. but like i'm nervous like we went to a game last year tech last year and it's like they beat us it's crazy you i mean rivalry is real any anybody can win home versus north carolina at boston college home i mean away at duke so mm-hmm. ken palm's got us losing our next four and i think he had us losing this game too so Damn. it could get it could have spiraled out of control quick mm-hmm. this is a big win to make sure that doesn't happen mm-hmm. first of all but also a huge win for uh like the resume so where are we now right now after the game they we were sitting at about a nine seed going in i think this gives us some good breathing room 
Mm-hmm. Like that's a quad two win, potentially, potentially more, depending on how Wake does. Okay. Uh, so let me show you. Let me tell you what the ESPN they have like their bracket, their bubble tracker, and they updated it right after the game against UVA today. And they put they have UVA in the should be in category, which is okay. like. They're not quite a lock. A lock is if if they lose the rest of the way, they'll still in. Okay. UVA probably needs a win or two more to be a lock, but okay. they're right there. Okay. Uh, Does the size of the win or or the loss matter? Uh, for like Ken Palm and stuff like that. But when you're like for the committee, not so much. Okay. Okay. But like we beat Miami by a shitload, and we jump up ten spots. But we only beat Clemson by a point, and we jumped up a little bit. Okay. So. Those kind of scores matter for the like the the algorithms. Okay. Have, like, they punch okay. that into the thing. Oh, okay. And so, okay. Okay. Uh, if we lose at this point to teams that are ranked higher than us, mm-hmm. it's not going to totally hurt because they're better than us. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like okay, you lost to Duke on the road. Yeah. As long as you don't lose by thirty. Okay. Then it's and the should be in kind of accounts for that, right? It, it accounts for the fact that they well, think the, we're going to lose. No, should be in accounts for what you've done this point oh okay. so should be in is looking at your resume mm-hmm. saying when they sit down on selection sunday what do you have and right now virginia has some really good wins and they have a lot of pretty good wins okay uh they don't have they have one bad loss so without that bad loss right now we'd be free and clear yeah i'd say but that losing to notre dame has been tough all right, so this is what it says. They updated it right after the game. The Cavaliers extend their reputation for close game mastery with a two-point win at home over Wake Forest. Virginia is now 5-0 and in ACC games decided by single digits, which is perhaps a gentle way of saying all their conference defeats have been rather resounding. Tony Bennett's group has come up short in ACC outings by margins of 22, 16, 19, and 11. Four results that can take a toll on your position in the net and at Ken Palm, but less so in mock brackets or in all likelihood with the committee. Virginia is holding steady as a projected eight seed. So right there, that kind of is saying, because when you have a loss and you're looking at a resume where you're just seeing, like you're not seeing the score, you're just seeing the result. Mm -hmm. You're just seeing, it doesn't matter if it's a one point win or a 20 point win, you're just seeing a quad one win. Yeah, okay. Um, Right now we're two and two in quad one, five and three in quad two. Seven and one in quad three and six and oh in quad four. Uh I think we're pretty safe. We have a lot of chances for like big time wins moving forward. There's three quad one games left on our schedule, one quad two. Uh but losing tough games, losing quad one games aren't gonna kill us. Losing bad games is what kills you at this point. Yeah, okay. Like those big landmines of like if we lost to Notre Dame at this point, mm-hmm. that would be awful for us because we can't afford another really bad, bad loss. Yeah. Because we have one already. Yeah. It's kind of nerdy stuff. Okay. It's kind of nerdy, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's the best time of year. This this is when it gets really interesting because I just need to know if they're on the bubble, in the bubble, outside of the bubble, gonna be in and roughly what seed. So right now they're an eight seed. Mm-hmm. They were a nine before today, yeah. looking like an eight. Let me All go right. to Lenardi and see what he's got. Lenardi is like the the kind of OG of this. 
All right. Lenardi has them at number 32 overall. Okay. That's that's pretty safe. That's like an eight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for example, Wake Forest. Yeah. They're super high in their analytics. Like yeah. I said, 27th in Ken Palm. Uh-huh. But their team sheet isn't as good. Their resume isn't as good as ours. Okay. But they're number 71 overall, and they're listed as the first four out. So they're the first four teams that are out of the tournament. Right. So, and that's at 71. So we're all the way at 32. Okay. So we're pretty safe right now. We're, we're, okay. we're pretty good. Nice. Nice, right? Okay. So that's kind of the, that's kind of the, the bracketology update for, for UVA right now. You should feel good if you're a Virginia fan. Um, we're going to, we're going to dance. We should dance this year. We're going to dance. We should dance this year. We, we only have, uh, we have big games coming up. I think we'll go, like I said, Ken Palm has got us losing, going one and four the rest of the way. I think we'll probably win two or three of the games. I could see us beating Boston college, beating Georgia tech. And if we win one of the Virginia tech, North Carolina or Duke games, that's what I think we're going to do. And that starts on Monday. Yeah. Quick turnaround at Virginia Tech, but they had a quick turnaround. Oh, uh, yeah. After losing today, they played today against North Carolina. So I don't know if that's good or bad if we're going to get, <laughs> you know, a, uh, uh, an pissed angry, off, yeah, an angry, like out for blood team or a team that's like holding their head and all disheveled because they got torched by North Carolina. Mm. Jeez. All right. So, what are our other big headlines before we get to the stats here? Let me think. Tony Bennett technical foul. Oh yeah. That was crazy. I don't know when the last time Tony's got a T was, and I don't know what the hell he said. Okay. So wh- where were we standing when that happened? We were standing like on the ledge of that, like that spot in JPJ where there's like three or four rows only. Okay. Like, which, right on- which guys means that I can barely see the court. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you said, oh, they teed him up. I didn't even know who you were talking about. And then you said it was Tony. Wake had a, a shot deep in there, deep into the shot clock. They missed the shot. They got the offensive board and got to put back with like wow. two. They got the shot up with like one and a half seconds left. Got to put back. I don't know what Tony said, but he got teed up. Yeah. Right. So that's two points right there. And then he had the 10 free throws. Ugh. So I was like, if we lose this game, yeah, at least I'll have something to point to. Right. Well, you and I were thinking the exact same thing at the same time because it was when we were down, but at that point, I think it was only six missed free throws. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, there are six missed free throws. So if we lose by six, I'm going to be pissed. And I was like, well, don't forget, you know, Tony Tony got got that tech and right. they they sank both of theirs mm-hmm. from that. So it's really eight. I'm, I'm always thinking about the podcast. So I'm like, oh, today would have been easy. We're like, oh, oh, we, yeah. we lost today because, you know, we left all these points on the board. Tony's technical out of nowhere. You know, you can kind of explain it away. Yeah. It's uh, these, like oddities that happened. Yeah. No one goes over 10. Stat guys. Tell me if that's ever happened before. <laughs> <laughs> I bet uh, Danny Neckel will will have some numbers. He's the, the UVA stats guy. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that Tony Tech, I don't know when he had his last technical foul either. Yeah. But um, I'm going to go through some of the numbers now guys okay are you gonna hang out with me hon sure all right so starting five was same as usual uh jordan minor reese beekman 
Andrew Rohde, iMac, and Ryan Dunn. It's the same lineup that we've seen. Although the one unique thing is that when they came out for the second half, it was no Rohde, it was Groves. Mm. So it's not like Rohde got his minutes cut a ton tonight, but I thought that was I thought that was interesting. Uh, iMac led the way, 36 minutes. He had 12 points. He was a plus three on the plus minus. He was five of 12 from the field in general, one of four from three. iMac has taken his game to the complete next level. He is had to put the team on his back at, at times. So Reese's as well, but him and iMac are the one and two options. I think a lot of UVA, UVA fans thought we'd be getting more from Rhodey, Dunn, uh, Dante, yeah. from the offensive side of things. And it really just hasn't been there. So iMac has had to take his game so far he's pressing the issue he's looking for plays he's looking to get to the cup he's developed this really good mid-range floater game uh that's been awesome and you know without imac i don't know where we'd be at this point that three that he made wasn't that like a design play for him yeah yeah that was an action definitely drawn up out of the out of the timeout yeah good play design we'll have to see get inside one of those huddles and see what see what it looked like I don't know. Watching the the Kyle Guy documentary, it's like, well, yeah, he we, called L. We called it something, <laughs> and it works. It works every game, right? We should watch that yeah. national championship documentary tonight. All my UVA, all my all my people out there, I probably watched that UVA national championship documentary like thirty times. We all have our feel good things. Like yep. when you're just like you want after feel a, good after a bad Virginia loss. Whew. What do I always want to watch? The Purdue game. Yeah, the or, Purdue game. Yeah. Yeah, just because it's it's an excellent it's a nice warm it's an excellent game, and I still have heart palpitations because I it reminds me how well the, they what I mean, it could Carson be Carson Edwards played. It's a it's a really cozy cozy place to go, it's like a nice warm blanket. that YouTube rabbit hole of uh, <laughs> unbelievable the yeah. documentary, yeah, the Texas Tech game, the Purdue game, or any of the other packages that they put together from a national championship yeah it has all the cardiac cavness that you know and love so it gives you all the feels of uva but you know how it ends yeah right 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 <laughs> all right so imac salute to you my dude um reese beekman 33 minutes he was the, the the star of the game 20 points he was our stopper like you think about a baseball rotation when you got a losing streak piling up you get it to your ace to have go out there, pitch a gem, and stop the bleeding. Reese had to do that so many times. He hit those two threes in the second half, which kind of set the tone. There were times where it looked like, you know, we couldn't get anything going on offense. They were making runs. They were pushing the issue, and Reese would come, get to the cup, make a play. He's been – him and, and IMAC have just taken their games to the next level. You look at this game, you look at the Florida State game, they had to ball. Like and against Florida State on the road when we couldn't stop anything, they had to put the ball on the deck and make plays. And tonight again, you know, both guys doing it. Uh Reese had four dimes, hit two of his three threes, missed that front end of the one on one, but that's all right. These free throws are gonna flip, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Uh Ryan Dunn, 32 minutes. Speaking of warm, cozy blankets, whenever Ryan's out there on defense, especially I, I feel so much better. He covers up for so much of the other lapses. He, you know, breakdowns in the defense. He'll come and make a huge block. His length, mm-hmm. getting out there on shooters, uh, rebounding. You know, he had nine boards tonight. He's a. Uh, he made some thinking back. He like made one rebound where it just like looked like a freaking 
transformer out there. Like, I don't know how he got to it, but he did. Uh, six points, nine boards, seven blocks. That's just like That's such crazy. a wacky stat line. It's crazy. And, and if you're looking at plus minus as the end all be all, he was the most effective player tonight because he had a plus 11 plus minus. He missed his free three free throws, which could have been more because one was the front end of a one and one. And earlier this season, he had some really good games from the free throw line. Like yeah. He went eight of nine one game. Yeah. Where who was that against? Against Texas Southern, eight of nine. Against NC A and T, five of six. He can do it. Yeah, I don't remember him. Like when I think of like, oh, like they're not great at free throws. Like I, I generally don't think of him. He, I feel like he worked on it a ton this off season, and it's uh started out good, and it's just gone downhill a little bit. Um, he's missed his last five free yeah. throws. All right, but Ryan Dunn is legend. Uh, Andrew Rohde. Rohde, I mentioned, wasn't on there to start the second half. Rohde is like the the new lightning rod of UVA basketball fandom. Some people love him. Some people hate him. Some people are like, whenever he makes a bad play, it's like, oh, there's Rohde again. And I feel you. I, I understand. Andrew was definitely passing up some shots. Uh, but he did shoot six times today, which... You know, he hasn't shot six times in a long time. He only made one, but he just needs to see some some balls go through the hoop, man. He's been really effective on defense, especially. He's got size. He's four assists. He had six assists last game, four against Florida State. Uh, you know, he's he's doing things besides scoring, but I feel like when you get a guy who was the freshman of the year in a conference – when you get a guy who was averaging whatever he was averaging last year incoming, he averaged 17 points a game last year. Yeah. And I don't know what, you know, what he's, his direction is what he's being told to do, mm -hmm. uh, but he's going to be here for a while and he'll grow. And I feel Dante similar situation. They're going to grow. Uh, they just need, they're just feel guys. Right. Mm-hmm. You need to get in a rhythm, see the ball go through the hoop, and then you get more confident. You feel like you can do some things. Mm -hmm. uh, they just haven't seen the ball go through the hoop a ton, and they're, you know, a little bit hesitant. Um, but still, Andrew Rody was a plus four. He was out there for twenty-seven minutes. Was a plus four. Hit a big three at one point. Uh, and seeing him shoot six times is good. He's just if he was three of six, that's something to build on, and like, because yeah. he's gonna need to have big games. If we want to make a run, yeah, you know they're going to try and take away iMac. You saw uh, Pitt take away iMac last game, and you got to have someone else step up. Mm -hmm. So he's an option that has the ball in the hands a lot, makes some plays. Uh, Jordan Miner didn't have a whole lot in terms of stat line, but twenty minutes they they went at him. Miner played some good defense. He was a plus six overall on his uh, plus minus. Had four boards, missed those two free throws. But Miner was the key to this whole turnaround, right? As soon as Miner got inserted in the you know, heavy minute rotation, the season kind of turned. And he didn't play a lot earlier this week against Pitt, but back, you know, getting 19 minutes tonight, and he's been a, a huge, huge addition. Uh, yeah, it's because like he basically wasn't playing at all and didn't. Yeah. Looked kind of lost out there. Now he's 
a dude you can rely on. Mm-hmm. And that's that's big time. Uh that rounds out the the starting lineup. Uh we played four dudes off the bench tonight. Tane Murray, only four, you know, four forty-three off the bench. He has been getting a lot more minutes than that. So interesting to see that he didn't play a ton tonight. Uh didn't all he recorded was a rebound. He was a minus six on the plus minus. It's not new to Tane, you know. He's had a lot of games in his career where stretches where he's played a lot and then sit stretches where he played a lot and then, you know. Who else? Jake Groves. His Jake Groves is his heater is kind of cooled down. He didn't have any points today. He was a minus five. Groves was a guy, again, you look at Notre Dame. That was the Jake Groves game. 18 points off the bench. I think he followed it up with another uh, a good game against Clemson. Yeah, against Clemson, uh, 17 off the bench. So, you know, Jake's another guy. Yeah. Streaky. He'll get hot, and and he's gonna have another big game. But, but he tonight... said heat check too, right? Like when he like when he knows he's got it, like yeah. he, he will take shots. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like what... Rody, right? Like if he's feeling it, he's not afraid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he just 15 minutes, only shot one three. It's all it's all about rhythm and and. It wasn't a it wasn't a Jake Rose game. That's all. Yeah. Uh, one guy who did have some good minutes, Dante Harris, twelve minutes. He got to see one go through the hoop tonight. He pulled up on a nice mid range jumper and knocked it down. Great for Dante because you know he hasn't seen a lot of jump shots go through the basket uh, recently. He was getting at getting after it with the the point guard from Wake Forest. Played good defense as usual. Had a couple turnovers that I look back on in the beginning. Yeah. He made like a really good hustle play where he, he made a, a bad pass, got it back and then threw it away down low. I still love what Dante brings and and he's going to be a big part of the program moving forward. So just to see, to see him grow and to see him get more comfortable and what he brings is so, so valuable. No one wants to be guarded by him. Mm-hmm. No one. And tonight, especially he was getting into the game. Mm-hmm. John with numbers with Miller. Mm-hmm. you know feeling it uh only 12 minutes but 12 really 12 good minutes uh and he was the only bench guy with a positive plus minus really yep uh buchanan was probably the star off the bench he had the big bucket at the end where ryan missed buchanan got it put back missed the free throw but was able to got you know g- get the big bucket when it counted and they were going to him down the stretch i mean roadie found Blake a few times mm-hmm. and Dante Harris is looking for Blake and you know he is a guy who took seven shots like besides Reese took 16 shots IMAC took 12 shots Ryan took eight and Blake took seven wow. I mean yeah Blake is a dude who got good looks isn't afraid to shoot it isn't afraid to go up he's got size he's got a nice feathery touch and during crunch time, the ball was in his hands a lot to, you know, to get shots up. And and you got to love what Blake brings to the team. He's another guy who's going to grow with the program and be huge. And he's averaged 20 minutes over the last couple of games. Uh, 21, point, 21 minutes tonight, 24 against Florida State, 22 against Miami. He's uh, a, a good first-year stat line. Like last year, you know, we get these big recruits in. You got to play them 
to make sure they stick around and Blake is getting these meaningful minutes. Uh, all right. So that, that wraps up the, the stats from all the dudes here, 49, 47 win. We, we led for 28 minutes outscored Wake Forest 28 to 25 in the second half after trailing by one at the end of the first half. Didn't shoot the lights out by any means, but had this, had this game locked up uh, from a defensive perspective. In the history, you know, Virginia tends to play, get better as ACC play goes. Mm-hmm. Um, won the regular season championship last year, ACC title, and they're in the running for it this year again. The win against Wake Forest today was big for the ACC standings. There's only three teams that have double-digit wins in the ACC, and it's the three big dogs. It's UNC, it's Duke, and it's Virginia. Right now, Virginia is a game back of UNC for the first seed for number one, but they're they're gonna play. Yeah, but they're and they're two and a half ahead of the next best, which is Wake Forest. That's why that that game today was so big for potential regular season titles and potential first seed at the I mean for a potential double buy at the ACC tournament. So exciting. Yeah, they're they're looking good for double buy right now, which is if you're looking to take home an ACC tournament title, <laughs> that's that's definitely necessary to have that double buy. More time to practice free throws. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. First technical foul in 14 years. That's what Wahoop said. Shout out to my boys at Wahoops. For, uh, For Tony uh, Bennett. Ten, so, oh. Jeepers. <laughs> Jeepers. Um, Does it say what he did? No. Oh. But I'm about to ask him. Yo, by the way, I just saw his story recently. Remember where you said that they would go tonight for dinner? The team celebration or whatever? Yeah, I said they were going to go get a uh, hibachi. I look at his Instagram story. I It looks like they're at Sakura. Did they really? I, I mean, we've gone to Sakura. That's what the plate looks like when you're out there Bro, getting the hibachi going. You looked at me like I had like 15 heads when I said that. I was just like, why would they? Like... So if you think about a group of people who are celebrating a win, yeah, it's like you got the chef there doing the flippy flip performance, performance art. And yeah, you can fucking fit. I don't know, like 15. I bet people around a table and you can have a really big table right next to you. It's probably like the alums, the the recent alums at least. Yeah. Like probably like Trey, Kihei, the coaches, maybe some of the older guys on the team, Reese. Oh yeah. Kihei Clark three hours ago. That is a plate of hibachi. Got the little dipping sauces there. Shout out to the shout out to the shout out to Sakura. Yeah, we gotta get get that one night. <laughs> it's always good when we go. Oh, it's always good. good. All right. And shout out to Kihei, man, doing his thing out in, in the G League. He's my favorite player. That's right. Well, one of. Anytime Kihei's involved, got to bring you in. I'm really excited. Yeah. Happy to see him at the game today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So you guys, I, I probably talked about it already. Seeing as we already recorded an hour or didn't record an hour, but did an hour that didn't get recorded. And now we're doing our second hour. I don't know what I talked about, what I didn't. But a big, tough stretch of games coming up. And a lot going on in Virginia sports in general. The baseball team is off to a 2-0 start. They beat Hofstra on Friday night. They whooped up on Hofstra again today. If you were wondering where the power is going to come from, have no fear. Geloff's gone. Teal's gone. But Griff O'Farrell has already hit two homers, 
one in his first game, one in his second, and Harrison Didawick also homer in his first game, homer in his second. So the the big boppers from last year might not be here, but we got some new ones who are stepping up. Uh, and the lacrosse squad beat Richmond today. I had a parlay going. I had the basketball, UVA basketball, UVA baseball, and Which UVA lacrosse team beat Richmond. Uh, UVA men's bro. Oh, who was playing um, Princeton? Then? Uh, UVA women's lacrosse. Oh, okay. So I, I had the three-way Virginia parlay today for my betters out there. Virginia baseball, Virginia basketball, Virginia lacrosse. How'd the women do? Cashed it in. Let me check. Uh, da, 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 da. Lacrosse. They beat Princeton 14-12. to 12. Woo! UVA women's lacrosse undefeated. I'm not sure if with their... Um, let me check real quick. Number 16 ranked overall. UVA men's lacrosse is number three. UVA baseball is in the top 15. What a what an athletic program, man. It's good. What it's, what a, it's it's good to be in this era of the athletic programs. Yeah, UVA UVA sports are just we gotta get out for lax games this year too. I'm down. Last year we went to the big one and it was raining. It was raining. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, get out to the women's game uh, against Syracuse, and lots to be happy about if you're if you're uh, a Wahoo. So before I go, I just hopped onto Twitter. I don't try and spend a lot of time on Twitter because it can get can get a little crazy sometimes. But only after Virginia games do I hop on. And Tony is for Brandon Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Here's what Tony was so upset about: a clear travel from Hildreth with a ref standing right there. And it's got a video of it. And that's why he got his first T in 14 years. Because he was yelling at the ref? Yeah. Yep. And a couple of plays before that, somebody said, wait, a uh, player grabbed Groves. We saw that. Yes. He grabbed Groves. He fell. And they, it looked like he was going to call travel. But whatever it was, they didn't. They looked the other they didn't, Yeah, they didn't give us the call. And it was baloney. So. And then they teed up coach. And then they teed up coach. First time in 14 years per while hoops. Unbelievable. All right. Big win for the resume, big win for the standings, big win for everything. I promise you I recorded it this time, so we don't have to worry about that. On Instagram, at Virginia Game Day, Virginia Game Day Podcast, on all the major platforms. If you guys do like the show, uh, give us a rating, give us a review, all that good stuff. It helps us out, and it helps you know spread the love to other UVA fans who may find this con- kind of content interesting. So I uh, appreciate you all. Thanks for spending the time with us today. A little bit longer episode, having a uh, – my darling wife here to bounce some ideas off of. So you're not talking to yourself. Yeah, so I'm not talking to myself. And even when you don't record the first time. Oh, yeah, you got to talk to me twice. What do you think was better, the first time or second time? Ooh. Second time. Oh, okay. She's just saying that. Yeah, you guys you guys didn't miss nothing. All right. Uh, but thank you, guys. Uh, go Hoos, and hopefully we'll talk after a Virginia win over Virginia Tech. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll go to it. I don't know. But appreciate y'all. Go who's. Go who's.